Let's do this thing. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Drew Fluffy Coach. And I am Philip Fizzy Barton. How are you doing today, Barton? Uh, doing good, man. I think we got us a good show today. Uh, we're going to talk a few cigars, a few beers. Uh, hot and takes, some, hot some news today. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of news. Hot takes and clickbaits are back. Yeah. Uh, should be a fun show. Uh-huh. But uh, we will get at it after I provide you with this message from Tixblix. Tixblix is the official ticket provider of the Pulse Podcast Network. Is that it? <laughs> Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With Tixblix, the price you see is the price you pay. And Tixblix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TickFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want and bam, it's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts and more with TickFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TickFlix. That's TickFlix.com. T-I-S-D-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Yep, so that's our new little uh, ticket provider. Use Pulse with all capital letters and um, save yourself some money. If we want to go to the concerts and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's getting but, uh, around that time where, you know, you know, football season is getting uh, is already done, except for you know the AAF, which you know yeah. we'll probably talk more about here in a second. But you know, concert season is upon us. And, you know, I don't mind like, drinking beer and smoking cigars at a concert either. So oh, not at all, not at all. <laughs> you know, I went to Zach Brown last year, and that's pretty much all we did was drink beer and smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're new to our program, we talk about three things on the show: we talk about beer, cigars, and some good old football. Uh, slow season right now, obviously, you know, yep. Bowl ended a couple of weeks back, but we do have the AAF, which we'll talk about more in a minute. And to me, and I think you and me can both agree on it. It's actually a league we kind of started pay, paying more and more attention to. Obviously you more than me, but yeah. I'm still, I still keep <laughs> up with it. Obviously. Um, it's football. That's all that matters really. You yeah. Know? And, you know, we'll k- give you guys some news here about, you know, the combines coming up, I think this weekend, this weekend or next weekend, next, next weekend. And then you got, obviously, the draft out in May or April. And then, you know, we'll give you our previews for college football. We're primarily a college football show, but, you know, we'll sprinkle in some other stuff here and there as well. Yep, and if any news breaks or anything like that, we will we will keep you informed of it. I didn't really hear a whole lot for college football this week. So. No, it was, it, was, it was kind of a slow week this week. Yeah, So, but we'll get right into it. So we start things off first on, on our uh, podcast here. We got to start off with beer. You need something refreshing, especially it's Wednesday, you know. Hump day. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what day it is. It's beer day. Yeah. <laughs> so, why don't you start us off here with a beer you're drinking right now? Um, I'm drinking a Hop Lift IPA from uh, Third House, Third Street Brew House. Sorry about that. Let me get get the name right. Um, it's, a, it's from a place up in uh, Cold Springs, Minnesota. So obviously, I picked this up at the grocery store. I did not travel to Minnesota, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know, it's 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 your typical IPA. It, it's got a little body to it, but it's not 
overly hoppy. Like, you know how most IPAs are oh, kind of override you with some of the bitterness to them. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting fact, it said it puts 600 pounds of hops in every tank they brew of this stuff. So when I read that, I thought, I was like, this beer is going to be extremely hoppy, but it's not. And uh, you get a little touch of like maybe some citrus aftertaste to it, maybe. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good beer. It's a, it comes in a 16 ounce can and it's 6.2. So you got to, I think you have to kind of be careful with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm uh, drinking another beer from, you know, one of the local breweries here. Uh, I think I referenced this a couple of weeks ago, uh, O'Connor Brewing Company. Um, they're uh, one of the bigger ones in the Hampton Roads area. I think I, I touched on them. And uh, they brew for not – they brew for the two uh, minor league teams here, the hockey team, uh, the Norfolk Admirals, and the – Norfolk Tides mm-hmm. so they had their own little specialty beers for each team you know you got a I think it's a hat trick it's like a double IP, it's a double IPA I think it double I can't remember what it was and then they, in the summer they have a Kolsch beer that's actually uh-huh. really good so both very good beers but I'm not drinking either one of those I'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking one of their flagship beers it's called Norfolk Canoe it's a pale ale um, I've been on a I don't know why I've been on a pale ale uh, trip lately. I, I can't I can't describe it. I used to hate them. I think I'm just you know just starting to grow on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as this goes, um, it's very smooth. Um, I, there's a little bit of bite to it towards the end after you, after you're done drinking. But as far as like a beer, it's a good beer that I drink. I, I you could drink a six pack of these and be no problem. Okay. So, so uh, what kind of cigar are you gonna pair with that? Man, we're drinking all these pale ales and. This IPA is going. I'm gonna have to grow me a little handlebar mustache out. Yeah, maybe, no kidding. Maybe start wearing a what is it, a Kangol hat? Whatever <laughs> it is. Sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of flannel. Lots of flannel. Lots of flannels. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no. So the cigar I'm gonna smoke. Well, I smoked it yesterday. Um, is a Cao America. Now you know I, I've I've done a couple Caos before um they're good cigars premium cigars you know top top notch but uh the america cigar um medium body you know it it, it never got too harsh and it, 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 it never got over like overwhelming like it, it stayed medium body pretty much the whole time yeah um interesting thing about this is it has two wrappers it has a connecticut wrapper but then it has a connecticut broadleaf wrapper because mm-hmm. if you look closely at the design of the cigar, it almost looks like a um, a barbershop pole. Like hmm. it, ha- it has like a spiral. Like a, you can see the two different cigars. Like it has like spirals on the way down. Oh, that's pretty fucking neat. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool too. And it's uh, it's got a Brazilian binder. Um, it's it's a it's a cigar sandwich of filler. It's Dominican, Italian, U.S. filler. I mean, it's just it's all sorts of good stuff in there. Uh, it was given a 92 rating by Cigar Aficionado. Uh, get a lot of creamy, oaky wood flavors. Some cedar, chocolatey flavors start to come out about halfway through. It has a short finish. Like, it doesn't stay on your tongue long, but it's mm-hmm. a strong finish. Like, it's a strong, sweet finish. So, you, I mean, you know it's there, but it doesn't, it doesn't stay long, you know. Yeah. But um, all, in all, of, all in all, a very good cigar. I mean, CAOs don't make bad cigars. You can't go no. wrong with a CAO, CAO cigar. So, yeah. But, uh. Definitely, definitely recommend picking that one up if you're if you're out and about. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm 
I'm sneaking to another Connecticut rapper uh, mm-hmm. that you. Uh, I got a Gurkha mm-hmm. uh, Widow Widowmaker, and uh, as far as cigars go, it's gonna be more on the harsher side, not on the lighter side. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if you smoke cigars, the, you probably try to go either in the middle, or a little bit more on the well, on the harsher side. Sometimes I, I tend to find cigars are a lot, almost like beers. Like you may not enjoy an IPA at the beginning. Like when you mm-hmm. first start drinking craft beers and stuff, but as you as your palate changes, you like it. It's the same yeah. way with cigars. Like, yeah, you don't like full body cigars, but the more you smoke, the more you try different things, your your palate kind of adjusts to it. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. no, you're good. Good. Um, <laughs> and you're right. And basically, the more you smoke cigars, the more your your taste just it's it's the same with anything. Like the more you you eat certain kinds of food, your your palate just changes naturally. Like. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Is like so. The more you smoke, you the more your palate's going to change for what kind of cigars you want until you like find out exactly what kind of cigar you want. If you're like if you're like you or me though, we we, we like to venture off kind of like try different things here and there. So, mm-hmm. but like I was saying, this is on the more on the harsher side of the cigar. It's a full size. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting thing is that they age the wrappers ten years. Okay. So like it's pretty neat, and then their binders age like eight years. So, like, it takes a lot of work for these cigars. And uh, when you see these things get rolled, they're pretty awesome. Like, uh, I remember going to, I think it was Dominican Republic, and just seeing them hand-roll hand cigars. Man. Yeah, yeah. That... It, it, it's a, it's a definitely an art form, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I've, I've never, obviously, I've never been to see it in, um, in person. I've seen the videos on YouTube of, like, the guys in, like, Cuba and Dominican Republic hand-rolling cigars mm. real quick. And it is. I mean, I'm sure a video doesn't do it justice, but it is. Mm-hmm. It really is an art form. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got the beer. We got the cigars. Let's get down into it. Um, like we said earlier, not a whole lot going on this week. Um, you know, the AAF, um, you know, went, went toe-to-toe with the All-Star Weekend. And they actually kept up the ratings from what I've been seeing. Uh, a lot of people still tuning into it. Even It's week two, you know. After all the hype from week one, you know, a lot of those people still came into week two. Um, yeah. they, they actually had uh, some financial issues. They almost missed their payroll this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure the full story behind that. I, 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 I don't think it was necessarily that they couldn't afford to pay the players. From what I'm reading, it was some kind of glitch with their, with their payroll system or something along those lines. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I don't think it was a – I don't think they're in like any financial trouble as of yet, but um, I think that was more of a maybe a software issue. Well, they saw they saw they had money. Uh, you know, somebody had to still pitch in money to do so. Yeah, and, the you know, owner of the Hurricanes. Yep, your old Carolina Hurricanes owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. pitched that in. He's now the chairman of the AAF. <laughs> yeah. As if you need more more reason to start rooting for the AAF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Philip Barton is not a number one supporter of AAF football. That's right. That's right. It's a new league. I might just go with it. I might just say, you know, scratch the Panthers and the NFL and all that good stuff. I might just straight spring football, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but okay, I hear what you're saying. But, yeah, the game to me, I mean, it's to me, it's, it's a good – in some ways, it's almost better. It really is. Like, you got – the play is a lot more competitive, I feel, because, you know, these players are – yeah, they're playing in this league, but you know their ultimate stage is to get to the NFL. Yeah, that's ultimately what they want to do. So it's almost like the it's almost like college football in the fact that they need to prove themselves to these scouts or whoever or in these coaches and teams 
that they they belong in the NFL. So you get a lot more better. You get a lot better football from these players when you got you know how it is in the NFL. You know the rules are always tweaked a little bit, and here they're not. And you see these players just going, you know, all out on every single play. And it's, it's very refreshing to see because you see some of these players in the NFL that don't, you know, they, they, they're like, oh, I'm not trying to get hurt. I got my, I got to try to save up for the next contract. Yeah. And, and, and for the most part, the, the competition level, there were, uh, let's see, Orlando won big and Birmingham won big in week one. Uh, in week two, there were there were really no blowout game. I mean, the competition is these games are very close, very competitive games. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I said, that Orlando San Antonio game uh, Saturday, I believe it was, like, mm-hmm. or maybe yeah, Saturday. Uh, any level of football, that was an absolutely incredible game. Oh yeah, I mean, and and kudos to the San Antonio fans. Man, mm-hmm. they had that place rocking. Like I mean, for you know, it'd be thirty thousand people. They they had the place. That place was right. Like I find myself heart rate going up a little bit watching the game. I was like, oh man, look at. I mean, the crowd was into it. So if 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 you want a blueprint to follow, Bur- um, yeah, Birmingham they they got a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. I think they they look like they only had about five hundred people at their game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, if you want a blueprint to follow, man, San Antonio's fan base was. They were into that game. What's that- funny? What's funny that you bring that up about the Birmingham attendance. You know, Alabama. You know, as big as in the football as they claim that they are. You know, with high school and college. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been begging for a pro team, and here you have like a you know a pro team in your state. In you no, know, and Birmingham is a big city. Yeah, you know, and nobody wants to go to the game. So, like, like, you know, there's a reason why that nobody wants to – there hasn't been a team in anywhere near Alabama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that the NFL already has two teams in Texas, but if they ever decide to make a third team in Texas, you're going to get support from San Antonio. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, they already – they don't really have much in San Antonio besides the Spurs. And if you're – like, my cousin lives down there, and they breathe Spurs – basketball that mm-hmm. they breathe it they love it and whenever the alamo dome has like a bowl game it is stocked piled with fans because it's texas you know they want football there yeah so for the fact that if they if the nfl were bring a team into san antonio i think it would do fair i think they would do really well a lot there in jacksonville <laughs> i'm just saying jacksonville, jacksonville. Tampa, jacksonville and tampa bay like they are they are Slim pickings right now. I talking about was it uh, Jacksonville going to England or something at one point that was on the table? Like I don't know, but uh, I actually put up a poll, and this is something that we might can start doing each week to kind of get you know fans and stuff involved. Um, mm-hmm. Start doing a little poll each week and then discuss the results. But I put up a poll on Twitter about uh, reasons why people who don't like the AAF or who just aren't quite on board with it yet. Um, what's your reasoning? And, yeah. and the, the, the choices I gave were, I said, maybe the quality of play. I said, uh, maybe the NFL rule. You like the NFL rules better. Like you don't, you're not necessarily liking these rule changes. And I said, no team in your area. And then I put other and the other, I, you know, I wanted comments, you know, specify or whatever. But the results were uh, 12% for quality of play, 
Actually, the the results weren't really that shocking. I figured no team would be no team in your area would be the number one reasoning. But uh, oh yeah, I, but, think, I thought so too. <laughs> but yeah, quality of play was twelve percent. Uh, the rule changes was fourteen. No team in your area was sixty nine percent. Yeah, sixty nine. Nice. And uh, <laughs> and then other was five percent. And the com- some of the comments we got was basically it's just early. It needs time to gain traction, stuff like that. But uh, oh yeah, but yeah. No team in your area. That's that's. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. The only thing you can do no. about that is supporting the league and hope that it grows. It's a small area, so like, yeah, it's, it's a small amount of teams. It, there's only eight teams, you know. I mean, yeah, like eight cities. You know, America's a pretty dang big, big, big <laughs> yeah. country. So. Yeah, but the and the, and all the teams are in the south because you know they're trying to be warm weather stuff like that. So well, yeah, nobody can. wants to nobody wants to play in February. Yeah, New York, New York, or Massachusetts, or any of them aren't going to have football team in February. Shoot, heck no. I mean, unless they have a dome. The only team, the only northern team I would see being able to support. Uh, a semi-pro, like a team like that would be Green Bay again because, you know, we love our football up in Green mm-hmm. Bay. <laughs> but but I, I, they're not going to put it anywhere where it's going to rival a pro team. I mean, if you look oh, at all no, the no. cities that these teams are in, except for Atlanta, they have a team in Atlanta, but. Yeah. They're all, like, in areas where they, they are trying to get an NFL team. So, they're thinking yeah. like, this will kind of be like a little something like the sample like, and like you're saying, like San Antonio is putting in a pretty good sample portion of where how many people will go to these NFL games. Because, and I'll get to this in my hot takes uh, uh, segment. That yeah, their attendance is just blowing out uh, some other uh, pro teams actually. So mm-hmm. I'll get it. I'll get into that later. So, but uh, um, yeah. Uh, again, overall though, after week two. Uh, you said you said week two you're going to give you want to give it another week. Who do you think is the favorite right now? Probably Birmingham, honestly. I think Birmingham. I, Birmingham has a really good defense. Yeah, like, and, like their their defense can play. And and outside of the NFL, like you know, this league, you know, they don't have all these you know rules to protect players. You know, where the defense is basically crippled. You know, well, the so. de- the defense is kind of crippled because you can only. Um, yeah, like, you can only blitz. You can only blitz like three or four times a game. I forget the exact number, but you can only call a certain number of blitzes. So, yeah, but I mean that's still like it's still like uh, not where you know anything could be holding or pass interference on defense or you know yeah. hitting the quarterback. So they're not very. It's basically saying, "All right, go out there, try make a play," and I I really appreciate that kind of like the way the way this league is working on it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna stick with my Apollos for now. Well, yeah, you got. It. You yeah, got I, 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 I didn't hitch. I didn't hitch my uh, wagon to that train. So I'm. Yeah, you, I, you, you better I, I stick guess, to that one. Uh, I think the the Alliance of American Football butts of the week are Salt Lake. Sorry, guys, mm. you guys are not very good, and neither is Memphis. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, Memphis has Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, they are. Let's see, they were beaten twenty six to nothing in week one, and then, well, they they almost gave it a shot. They they lost twenty to eighteen this week, but well, yeah, uh, Christian Hackenberg. It was actually kind of funny that he he goes into the end zone trying to celebrate, and somebody just clean clocks him. Obviously, got the penalty because he had already crossed the goal line, but he was trying. <laughs> he was sticking the ball out, and just somebody just like, nope, none of that, and just shoved him. 
Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, just run the ball. And there's a reason why the, the, not even the Jets wanted you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we move on, these aren't official standings, but I'll just give a – this might be something else we could do. I'll just give the update of the records each week. Uh, not official standings, just going by records. Birmingham is 2-0. and uh, Arizona, the Hot Shots are 2-0. and The Apollos are 2-0. and Then we have the San Diego Fleet, the San Antonio Commanders at 1-1. And everybody else is 0-2. Salt Lake, Memphis, and Atlanta. You guys are on the ass end right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we got that. Let's get into hot takes and clickbait. All right. All right. What's your first hot take or clickbait? All right. So I went with a a very well-known beat writer, ESPN personality. He went ahead and gave his preseason top five for college football. I figured since it was a slow week of college football news, I would at least try for my hot take and clickbait to incorporate, you know, college football. Yeah. Uh, so this is his preseason top five, and we'll see what, what you think about it. Um, I guess basically if you look at the top four, I, he, I think he's pretty much saying that this is going to be his prediction for the playoffs. But uh, Clemson, number one. Uh, mm-hmm. George, Georgia, number two. Alabama, number three, Oklahoma, number four, and Ohio State at number five. Uh, see, I wouldn't have Oklahoma over Ohio State just for the fear fact that they still have to replace, you know, a Heisman Try- Trophy quarterback, even though yeah. Jalen Hurts is there. Yeah. How is he going to fit into that system? And uh, Hollywood Hollywood Brown, is he's gone now too. So. Yeah. So that leaves their receiving core very young, and that's basically what runs that whole team is basically the group of receivers there. Now they do plug and play a lot. but And another thing I have an issue with is that you can't put Alabama outside the top two until somebody like knocks them off. Yeah. Outside, until, outside until, of Clemson. Yeah, until you know a third team or second team can beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, tell, especially to a team that lost to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I tend now. You know, we got this was a big debate when when it was college football season. They 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 revenged that loss to Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I tend to agree. I meant the, Georgia, by the way. Oh, I thought you were talking about Oklahoma. Never mind. No, okay, we're yeah. talking about Georgia. Yeah. I'm all over the. I'm all. I'm, I'm all over the map, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 for the most part, I like four of these five teams. I still think they're in the wrong order. Um, Clemson's number one. I put Bama number two. I probably put Georgia number three. I would put Ohio State four. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying Texas is going to win the Big Twelve. Now I don't want to give away my stuff because when we we start previewing conferences and when it gets closer to the season, but I'm I'm looking at Texas to overtake Oklahoma this year. I think te- mm-hmm. this this is the year Texas could make a jump. So I, I don't I don't agree with Oklahoma being in there. Um, I mean I won't necessarily say it's clickbait because mm-hmm. he's for the most part got the teams right, but it's not necessarily a hot take either. Uh, this was Brett McMurphy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know who said that. Uh, it's not. I'm not. I'm more just going with a headline. Okay. And it's either clickbait or hot, and that's basically what I've been. I'm. I'm gonna start doing now. It's just. Okay. I, I'm not really worried about who writes it. It's basically just either. It's either hot take or clickbait, whether whether you take it or not. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, some big news actually came out yesterday. We're going to go focus on the baseball now. Uh, okay. Manny Machado signing a 10-year deal, $300 million deal with the San Diego Padres. Hot yep. take or clickbait? Um, they're getting a really good player, but they're not going to have money to sign anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – as far as that's concerned, as far as the situation, I have to say it's it's clickbait to spend that mm-hmm. amount of money when you're a team that needs need, needs more pieces. I mean, it, it I, it's almost like in football, you know, with you know people wanting to who's going to pay Le'Veon Bell, you know, because quarterback to, money, yeah. quarterback money when they need when there are teams that need so many more pieces. I kind of look at that situation the same way. Um, yeah, I mean, good for them; they got a good player, but. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 going to cost them. It's going to hit their pocketbooks. No, good, yeah. good luck signing, good luck signing relief pitchers and you know things that you need every single day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm saying this is clickbait too, and <clears throat> it was to me like is it was one of those things when I saw it. I was like, are you kidding me? The Padres of all the teams that you could have gone to. Of all the teams that you could have gone to to, you know, win a championship, be a difference maker, that's like A-Rod going to the Rangers back back in the early 2000s. He took the money. Mm-hmm. He, is he one of those, you know, great, you know, once-in-a-generation type players? No, he's not. Uh, he's not. He's not like a Ken Griffey Jr. He's not – you know, he's not a guy who's going to change, you know, baseball, how it's played. He's not even he's the not, best. He's not he's, even the best free agent in baseball this year. No. Bryce Harper started Bryce Harper signed. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. And he took the money and it, it kind of is like, he's the highest paid major league player of all time right now with that, mm-hmm. with that signing. And to me, I'm like, why? He's a dirty player for one. Mm, he, I yeah. mean, yeah, he could you could stick him between short and third. Yeah, sure. But you know, you're gonna get poor effort for him. And that's basically he's not gonna contend in San Diego. San Diego, you know, just because they sign baseball is different than any other sport. You need so many pieces, a lot more than football to yeah. win the championship. Yeah. You need you need starting pitching, uh, middle relief, uh relief. Closers, have, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, 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 that's four. That's four positions right there. They're just pitching positions. Yeah, and, you, then, <laughs> and then you need some decent batting. Mm-hmm. And there is no decent bats on that team. I don't think they had an all star last year. <laughs> so yeah, that's... go up, go go get your stats. Enjoy those solo home runs, Manny Machado. You know, yeah. yeah, that that is clickbait to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I I agree. He he. I say he doesn't care about winning a championship. Well, he was in he's, Baltimore, so he's he's like, just, they probably beat it out of him. So. Just, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I grew up in Maryland. I'm I'm, I'm partially a uh, Orioles fan outside of my Milwaukee Brewers, but man, they, as far as like a big market team, they don't like to spend money, so they enjoy losing. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So, so go on. So go on with your second one. <laughs> okay. So this is about um, a little. You may have seen a national championship winning quarterback getting into a bit of a not a scuffle, but making a, a knocking a kid to the ground in an intramural <laughs> basketball game. Uh, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. You haven't seen this video? No. 
oh, Trevor Lawrence was in an intramural basketball game. And uh, a kid tried to, like, post up on him and tried to screen him, and he just knocked the kid to the ground. Now, obviously, when I say kid, I mean, he's a college. I mean, it's an intramural game, so he's a, he's a fellow college athlete. Uh, not athlete, but a fellow college student. But he um, – Oh, then – Yeah, he just, <laughs> he just chucks him to the ground. Uh, he pushes him one time, and as the kid's stumbling, he's trying to get his feet. He pushes him again and knocks him to the ground. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so the, the the quote on this one is: Trevor Lawrence getting mad at a kid screening him is understandable. There are people you can hit and people you can't hit. The guy who carried your team to a national championship is on the can't hit no matter what list. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's really a hot take or clickbait for me. Um, I'm going to say clickbait just for the fact that when you said kid, I was like, oh, that's a hot take. And then you said it's a college kid. I'm like, okay. No, it's, 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 inter- it's an intermule game. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. Um, to me, that's just like, okay, he's just playing hard, whatever. Let, let, him, let him do it. Yeah. Um, I, I found myself in the middle, too. I hate to cop out on my own, on my own quote, but um, I found myself in the middle because – you know how pickup games and intramural games and things like that work. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to see the events and what was happening leading up to said incident. Because, like I said, you know how they work. People get out there. You start jawing with a dude. You start getting a little more physical than you would in a in an intramural or a pickup game. And then next thing you know, something like this happens. Tempers, you know, <laughs> tempers start to fly. Yeah. So, so if um, if if I'm the college kid. And Trevor Lawrence is out there, you know, running his mouth and talking, uh, talking, talking his trash and stuff. I don't care who he is. I'm going to try to match his physicality. Now he obviously got the best of the college kid, but I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is a strong kid. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but, but I, I'm going to match his physicality. I don't care who he is. Oh yeah. You know, so to to say he he's on the can't hit no matter what list. No, no absolutely not. No. Not even close to being true. Like if, well, I mean, if you if you want to play intramural basketball fine, but you better, you know, not be expected to hand be handed everything you got. You, you know, that's just not how it works in life, man. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> like I'm sorry if you think that's what life's going to be just cuz you won a national title as a freshman. Doesn't doesn't really matter at this point. So and the and the next thing that really gets me is Dabo Sweeney, where you at, man? Yeah. Why, why is your possible, more than likely future Heisman Trophy winning, national championship winning, first round pick quarterback out there playing a pickup basketball game? <laughs> like, get stop that. That kid could have could have went and put a screen on him, and then next thing you know, his leg bends wrong, and now he doesn't got a popped ACL. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing, Dabo? Why are you letting Why are you letting Goldilocks play out there like that? <laughs> you don't let Sunshine get hurt. He's not. No, you protect Sunshine with everything you can. You don't let him go play <laughs> intramural basketball and get checked up by some computer programming major. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I so. saw. I saw. You, when you get when we get done recording, look up the video. It's. You could tell the kid's not an athletic kid, so <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. Oh, by the way, it's, this is a very random too. Kyle Long from the Bears said it. No, mm-hmm. that, that was his quote. I, I thought that was very random. When I saw the quote, I said who said it. I was like, "What Kyle Long?" <laughs> Man, what shouldn't he be paying attention to the Bears' offensive line? <laughs> 
right, but <laughs> all right. So I'm referring back to the AAF. Okay. Game. Um, you can say whether this is hot take or clickbait. This is just a headline I saw. Mm-hmm. San Antonio's total uh, total attendance on uh, over the weekend was more than the average attendance for the LA Chargers. Well, that's that, to me. That's clickbait. Yes, clickbait. Because now you gotta give Ben. You you can only your house can't hold but so many, depending on the size of it. And the Chargers, they played in that soccer stadium. I don't think that thing held but like thirty thousand people anyway. Here, <laughs> here's where I'm gonna differ from what you're saying here. It's not the fact that they play in that small stadium. It's the fact that they can't even fill up that small stadium. Yeah, that's, but that's a 12-4 and four football team. That thing should be stacked, and there should be no seats there. Why is there, like, it's half full for a 25,000-seat stadium? Yeah, the Alamo Dome is a huge stadium. I get that. I get, you know, it was their first home game, you know, that San, San Antonio had. I get that. It's, a, it's a, basically a minor league football team, so the fact that they had that many more people at that than the average attendance at a Chargers game is ridiculous. And, yeah. that's, and that's pretty much why they left you know, uh, San Diego is because they couldn't even get attendance at you know, the stadium there. But here, so, here's, my, here's my second point that I'll go with you. That's eight home games. That's an average for eight home games. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. That's bad for an NFL team. But that's the average for eight home games. This was San Antonio's first game. So we'll we'll see how the see how it averages out as the year yeah. goes on, but uh, yeah, I I'm still going with Cleveland. I mean, I understand your point. I can I can get on board with that, but just to play devil's advocate, I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm just gonna go clickbait. I mean, that would be like you coming to my apartment and uh, we having a part a party in my apartment, and you say, oh, well, this party only have five people. And we having a party at your house, and you're like, this party had 20 people, like, or 30 people. <laughs> like, well, I can't hold 30 people in my apartment. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I hear you. But I don't know. Like, there's a reason why the Chargers, they, they just don't have a fan base. Even in hmm. San Diego. I mean, people still love them out in San Diego, get it? But if they loved them enough, they would have pushed to get the stadium built. That's yeah. the only reason why they left. That, but San Diego fans were like, "Go ahead, move. We're not paying this. We're not paying extra taxes for a new stadium being built, you know." And that's yeah. what ultimate. That's what ultimately did franchises like that, and that's why Cleveland left. Uh, le- the Browns left Cleveland years mm-hmm. back. It's because they couldn't get. They were because Cleveland was so spent. Like they were more worried about their Indians baseball getting that stadium built than Browns football, and then they fired a, you know. Hall of Fame coach in the process. If you're a Browns fan, okay, and we may go on a little off tangent here, but hey, we got time to kill. If, yeah. you're, <laughs> if you're a Browns fan, how sick are you? You, you? you fired Bill Belichick, right? Nick Saban was on that staff, by yeah, the way. Yeah, with Nick Saban on the staff. Okay, not only that, but your team who – really hasn't been good at all since, like, the 50s. I know they won some NFL championships back then, but really hasn't been good since, like, the 50s or something. Moves to Baltimore. Within a few years, they're winning Super Bowls. <laughs> so so you decide to restart your – all right, we're going to restart the Browns, and they suck. <laughs> Not only that, but the first draft after they leave, 
they had two first round draft picks after they they moved to Baltimore. You know what those first two draft picks were? <laughs> John, Jonathan Ogden, who is probably one of the best left tackles we've seen in the last twenty years. Yeah, and Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, yeah. <laughs> that must make you sick. <laughs> oh, you're a Browns fan. You're like, man, Bill Belichick, who has six Super Bowls. The Ravens, who have what do they have? One, two. They have one. Is it one or two? Two. Two. Yeah. So, like, that's eight Super Bowls that were, that were like, in your hands, and you just let them not, go. <laughs> not, to, not to mention, the, you know, five or six national t- titles that, you know, Nick Saban has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you throw in the fact that Nick Saban was on your staff, and now he's the greatest college coach of all time. Like, come on. <laughs> Greatness floats away from Cleveland. Oh, I swear it does. But th- they're getting better, right? <laughs> They're getting better, but you know Cleveland is like the basic is basically food poisoning of the NFL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're so bad that you feel bad for them. You want to yeah. see them do good, but then they screwed around and beat my Panthers this year, and I was like, I don't want to see them do good no more. <laughs> well, I did say I do think that they can make a playoffs playoff run next mm-hmm. couple years neither next year or the year after they're they're on the cusp of that i think it's a very real possibility they could win uh win that division oh yeah that division is kind of i mean de- it's depleted at this I mean, point the Bengals are want want no one's completely sure what's going on with pittsburgh right now yeah they just know that Le'Veon and you know antonio, antonio brown, brown are both leaving yeah they're not going to be there um then you look at – I don't know how good of a quarterback Lamar Jackson is going to actually be. Yeah. So, they 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 could be set up to win that division next year. Yeah. It, it, it's looking like a possibility. Yeah. We'll, oh. we'll call it plausible. We won't plausible. <laughs> <laughs> but I, feel, I think that's all we got for this week, folks. Um, uh, hit up the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we're still following the Pulse Podcast Network. We are. We are. Uh, Pulse made an announcement um, earlier this week that said that they're gonna they're not gonna do the app. We're still a network, but they're not gonna they're not gonna fund the app right now. So um, so, but you can still go through PulsePodcastNetwork.com and listen just the same. So you know, do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But. <laughs> But for Philip Fizzy Barton, I'm Drew Fluffy Coates. Uh, just reminding you all to drink responsibly. <clears throat> Have a great weekend. Only two more days of work left for the rest of us. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> and then <laughs> get back and enjoy the weekend. And just, again, be safe and be responsible out there. Cheers, guys. Cheers.